Hello, welcome into another episode of the TNBL Times podcast. This is Vincent uh, coming at you for the first time here in a couple months. Uh, life got a little bit busy, as, as I, I'm sure it does for all you guys. Uh, you know, kind of ebbs and flows. So, haven't been able to uh, get to the podcast recently, but happy to uh, have a little bit of time here today on this Thursday evening uh, to get back into it. Um, what I want to talk about today is the the upcoming Hall of Fame class and. Uh, also, recapping the 2042 season, our 15th year, pretty awesome uh, that we're through 15 years now. I love hitting milestones like that. Uh, it'll be really cool when we get to, uh, you know, after 20 years here, uh, a few months down the line. But uh, yeah, recap 15, our 15th season had uh, a, a brand new champion in Mike with Springfield, although Springfield has won before, but uh, still kudos to him. And then, yeah, I want to talk about uh, Hall of Fame ballot. I've got 10 guys on it this year, six that I voted for last year, four others that um, are either first time guys on the ballot or that I uh, that I did not vote for last year, but have added to it. So I think it's a really interesting class, especially with, uh, we had three guys last year miss out by one vote um, and a couple others. Let's see, Angel Garcia, Alex Martinez, Yvonne Torres all missed out by one vote, and then Cruz Messia and Luis Diaz missed by two votes. So because of that, there is it is a little bit crowded on the ballot this year. Not uh, you know not a ton of, of of guys retired this season that are, are going to be locks to be in our Hall of Fame. But there are a couple I think, and then uh, yeah, we still have we still got some work to do because all five of those guys uh, to me are, are no doubt Hall of Famers. So. I'll be interested to hear what you guys uh, have to think about that over the next few days. I think I think you'll have uh, oh, at least a couple weeks in real life to vote. But uh, I would obviously love to see, uh, you know, love to get at least 20 GMs, 20 of our 24 GMs voting on the Hall of Fame every year. Uh, didn't have that last year. We're, we're closer our first year, actually, to, to 20. We may have even hit 20. I don't quite remember. But um, love to get 20. So if you're listening to this, definitely want you to vote and, uh, you know, you know, be sure to pester your other league mates if, uh, if you think they haven't voted either. So, uh, but let's go ahead and start just with the, uh, the 2042 reg, you know, regular season playoffs. Um, I'm not going to talk about every team, but I've got about a dozen teams written down here that I have some thoughts on that, uh, I, th- I think are interesting enough to talk about here, um, from a league wide perspective, but I guess first, uh, going to have to start with Springfield. Um, I, I think that they were the best team this year. They had the best run differential, they had an incredible run over the last three months, three and a half months of the regular season. Um, I think there were 30 games over 500 over that stretch after kind of hovering, you know, close to the playoff line almost for the first couple of months. So just caught fire at the absolute right, at the absolute right time and was able to maintain that through the playoffs, which you don't always see. So good, good for Mike. Um, you know, you had some guys overachieve, but you can you kind of have to. Kinda, I think Ricky Medina is uh, is one of them, if I'm not mistaken. Um, unless did I get him mixed up with somebody else? No, yeah, Ricky Medina. I mean, Ricky Medina is not going to hit 325 with 34 home runs again. He's not a he's not a six and a half seven WAR player, but you know what he did this year. It uh, you know may have may have propelled uh, Mike to that uh, to the to the World Series. So. Uh, you'll certainly take that every time, um, and uh, yeah, awesome, awesome for Mike. Love to see new GMs winning, and uh, I think that's shoot. We've had a nice little run here, the last five or six seasons of, of mostly new of GMs winning for the first time. Um, 
Uh, Mike, Corey did has won twice in the last four years, but he had never won before that. K-Dog won for the first time in 2040. I won for the first time in 2038. So it's uh, it's been a good run here. Um, Myrtle Beach. Uh, I have no idea why their run differential and expected wins were so low, um, especially, you know, they, they've been stacked here for a while now. They won 14 more games than, uh, than they were supposed to, according to the uh, Pythagorean win expectancy statistic, which I think is, I don't know this for a fact, but I'm pretty sure it's mostly based on... Uh, Run differential, it seems to correlate to that. So I don't know why their run differential was so low. Um, run differential of 112, which for context is worse than, it's about 70 runs worse than Philly. And Philly was the eight seed. So, uh, and Myrtle finished just one game back of the one seed. Um, and really, you know, shouldn't even have had home field in the first round, let alone you know, being a, getting a buy comfortably and almost home field throughout the playoffs. So, uh, but all that to say, it's not a knock on, on K-Dog or Myrtle. I just, I just think it was a weird year for them and they, they won 106 games. And I think that's, you know, right with their roster talent. Maybe they need another, uh, another they could probably use another starting pitcher, but you got Bustamante and Aaron Johansson, Aaron Johansson, who are uh, two of the best starting pitchers in the league. Johansson really underperformed this year, given his ratings, only a 111 ERA plus. Um, he's going to be a lot better than that. And he was a lot better than that last year, I think, too. Um, actually, no, he wasn't. He was better than that his rookie year, but pretty similar to, uh, to last year, which is interesting. But uh, only three war this year versus 5.6 war last year. So he was better in, uh, in some respects, especially if you look at, uh, yeah, fielding independent pitching. His That metric, he was over a run uh, 4.23 this year versus uh, 3.2 last year and 3.19 his rookie year. So I would expect him to bounce back. And even, you know, next year is going to be his age 27 season. Uh, you know, getting into his prime. So he, he could really, you know, he's a, he's a Cy Young candidate someday, uh, as is Bustamante, who had a five-war season and was pretty good, but he could be better. ERA 3.4, um, you know, it, it could be better. And, uh, you know, it's not, it's not the defensive fault. Myrtle is third in, in defensive efficiency. So who knows what the problem is? I doubt it's a problem that will repeat itself, um, but we'll see. Um Let's see, Everett, uh, best season in team history. Awesome job by Will over there. Um, found a lot of guys, undervalued assets that, um, you know, some people, you know, went out and got Wilhelm Zimmerman. He paid for him, but, um, you know, he's the one that ponied it up and got him, and it's really paid off for him. Um, this, what's, I don't even know, Bon, Abramo, <laughs> Abramo. Uh, bon Campani, we'll say. Uh, very Italian. Maybe Ryan can help me out, help me out with that. But got him in the second round. He was he was the uh, number two starting pitcher this year. You know, sticking around with Kelby Fowlo, um, who had a good year. And then Omar Ruiz, who, you know, looks like an average starting pitcher, but was really good this year, um, or at least average, better than, he, better than you would have thought he would have been. Um, and ever just kind of... You know, hit hit the wall at the wrong time. It happens. It's happened to me. It's happened to just about everybody in this league. So um, it is what it is. But they're going to be back. You got Mario Nunez in the draft a few years ago. And he, that's a guy that, you know, 91 home run power versus righties. Um, 
if you combine his contact and eye, it's 150 versus righties, which is really, really good. And he's not gonna strike out a whole lot. That guy's gonna terrorize righties for the next seven or eight years. Um, so yeah, I think Everett's is, is uh, in really good shape moving forward. Um, Pittsburgh, man. Pittsburgh reminded me a lot of my team last year and that kind of underachieved in the regular season and but then was kind of poised to make a, uh, a deep playoff run. And I, if Tom Moyon, his you know star defensive center fielder, doesn't make that error, I'm not so sure that Pittsburgh doesn't eventually uh, go ahead and win that whole thing. So, um, you know, it, it, it happened and Pittsburgh ended up going out, I think, to Springfield, right? Dun, dun, dun. Yep, lost in seven games to Springfield. So if Pittsburgh ends up winning that, they end up going to play Myrtle. Who knows who wins that? But, um, you know, I, th I think it would have been a, a, a tight contest and Pittsburgh certainly would have had a shot. So definitely think Corey will be back, um, especially with uh, some bad luck this past season that should return to the mean. Uh, Kansas City, really enjoyed seeing another year of Freddie's experiment. Um, my, you know, kind of have a question just with, because I think he's talked about in the past, you know, he, he was doing the, the bullpen strategy because he didn't have a rotation and, you know, because he didn't need to have a rotation. He thought it'd be more effective. And in many ways, he's been right. Um, almost making the World Series last year, having winning 90 something games this year. Um, certainly proven that it can work, especially with, you know, an, an average offense. Um, 11th in run scored this year, 19th in batting average and still win. 92 games it's pretty dang good um but with that being said he's starting to have some some young starting pitchers that are coming up through you got i mean he's had daniel vela there for a while he's got bautista he's got Kadayama that are all in their bullpen all three of those guys look like stud starting pitchers to me if he can fill in a couple back into the rotation guys uh he's got a ton of really good bullpen arms obviously uh, so i think you know, I, I do wonder if, if eventually he would go back to that method. But, uh, you know, we'll see. That's, that's one of the interesting things of having somebody in the league that's doing something a little bit unique and different. And, um, you know, I think some have called it revolutionary. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what approach he takes in 2043. Definitely something to keep an eye on. Um, Philadelphia, kind of similar to Pittsburgh, still st really stacked. Um, if they don't decide to blow it up, uh, Mark posted in the uh, the trade block the other day, or last night, I guess, that he's considering uh, tearing this thing down, is what he said. So Morales, Solaris, Kuwabara, uh, Pele's, uh, Trepezino, all could be had um, if people come, come by. And so it'll be interesting to see if there are enough buyers uh, to convince Mark to, to kind of tear this terrorist team down and, and build up from scratch. Um, he's still mostly got the uh, the same roster that the old Phillies owner did. Um, so that'll be definitely interesting to see if Mark bows out because I think if he comes back, he's a contender again. But I can certainly uh, certainly relate to wanting to, to, to kind of build something up that, uh, you know, with prospects that you've identified. So um, we'll see on that front. Um, man, I wasn't going to talk about Seattle, but they just caught my eye. I, again, a team that probably underachieved a little bit um, could probably make some offensive adjustments. Only have four guys hit double-digit home runs this year, um, which is you know not what you want, obviously. But when you've got Ruben Duarte and uh, and Ty Hoy Bai at the top of the order, you know home runs aren't going to be your game. But 
Um, with that being said, they were 17th in batting average. So, I mean, you know, there's definitely some improvements that Seattle can make on offense. And I hope they do because they've still got a really good rotation. You still got Mirks, uh, Evgeny Mirksen, uh, with four incredible pitches. He's home run prone, but um, five were the season, by far the best year of his career. Uh, still got Jonathan Mitchell, who's really good, obviously. Um, Gon B is, I'm a little surprised, I guess, that he didn't retire. Um, He's a free agent this summer or this winter. We'll see if uh, we'll see we'll see who signs him. But he uh, gonna be kind of collapsed in the playoffs. Kind of had two, probably two of the worst. We don't have game logs for playoffs for a career, but uh, was really bad in the playoffs uh, this year. Gave up 13 runs in eight and a third innings, but was really good in the regular season again. Um, what were his regular season stats? Is that right? He put up six. Yeah, he had put up six WAR this season. I mean, he was really, really good. He had his best regular season in a while um, since he was with Cloud City. So, you know, he's not he's not leading the league anymore in, in things, and he's he uh, he's going to be 37 next summer. Um, so somebody's going to pay him, but his his ratings are are dwindling. His stuff rating, I guess I should clarify. His movement and control are holding steady. But uh, he, so he's probably got one or two more years left. Um, so Seattle will have to replace him. He was pretty good, but got three. I didn't mention Yoshio Miyamoto, um, who's, who's pretty darn good. So um, do they have a fifth guy? Can't tell. The bullpen's not filled out. I don't know who their other starter is just by glancing at it here. Um, oh, it's, it looks like it was Gabriel Gonzalez, who's a... Uh, like a league average guy so yeah maybe Seattle has uh you know has has some farm pieces maybe they can go buy in this year and uh, and see what they can do but um that's an interesting thing, team to watch this offseason um Panama City uh I thought Tom did a good job after he arrived um made a couple interesting trades that I think helped him they ended up making the playoffs with a roster that certainly was no guarantee to make the playoffs um will definitely be interesting to see what they do because they've got some older veterans that I think, you know, I, theoretically, uh, you would try to move. Guys like um, Moritz Ho and Palmer Mountman Jr. and uh, Ernesto Luna, you know, try to move those guys just for parts, even to just get the salary out of there um, and start a true rebuild. But you can't, I, I'm not sure that Panama can do that because they've got these two studs in the outfield. I mean, Burt Powell and Tony Mickelson are, you know, look like, I mean, they're in their early 20s, so it's early to say, but ratings-wise look like future Hall of Fame guys. I mean, uh, Mickelson has 10 war in two and a half seasons. Um, Burt Powell just played his rookie year. He's probably going to win rookie of the year. Um, I haven't looked at it in depth yet, but this is his first, he played five games last year at the end of 2040 that's weird and the owner of this the previous gms of this franchise have, have struggled um but burt powell first season more or less 2042 um has an on-base percentage of 350 and hits 27 home runs and puts up five war and is a, probably gonna maybe win the gold glove in center field as a rookie i mean he's he's awesome um so tom's gonna have to figure out a way to build around those two. And um, also, I like their catcher quite a bit. Uh, Adi Halonen uh, is an average guy. Hit 290 this year as a rookie, only 21 years old. Uh, really, really good against righties. 
81 contact, 82 avoid K against righties, and playable versus lefties as a as a catcher. So, you know, it's uh, there's a three solid building blocks right there, um, and got a couple rotation arms as well that are that are certainly decent. Um, so I, I'll be interested to see if they become buyers. Um, they don't have a ton in the farm other than. Um, you know, pieces that they're obviously going to want to keep, like uh, like Bark at first base in the farm is really good. Um, but there's a catching prospect in there that they could be that could be moved. Um, and there's there's some other pieces, and of course draft picks. So uh, if Tom decides to get aggressive, I, th- I think that would be interesting. Um, and if not, I mean, if you want to, you know, if he's going to be patient with it, then Mickelson and uh, and Powell aren't going anywhere, and that'll be interesting too. So either pretty much anything that happens there, I think, is is going to be worth talking about talking about over the next two or three seasons with that core. Um, it's just going to be about filling in guys around them. Um, I should have mentioned uh, Jesus Valdez as well. He's really is a uh, pretty good second base DH guy, only 25 years old, former top five pick. Um, Louisville, Louisville is rebuilding. Didn't quite make the playoffs after the rebuild. Um, but I, I, I think Jim was fine with that. I think he was hoping to make the playoffs, but um, certainly knew the deal whenever uh, whenever he sold off. And uh, he got some good pieces back. And he's another guy. I mean, you've got Sonny Oaks in there. Um, you don't really, you know, you don't want to, he's only 24 years old, so he's going to be around for a little bit while longer, but he's about to get expensive. And, um, you know, got some other bats in there that he can probably sell and, and, and try to do a quick rebuild on. Um but would would be interesting to see uh, what he ends up doing. I really like uh, Alan Hines in Louisville's farm, 80 potential starting pitcher. May end up being a little less than that just because uh, the control could dip below 50, but 128, perfect stuff rating if he gets there. Good stamina, he's 6'8", he's a ground ball pitcher, it's exactly what you want out of an ace. And he, he had a good showing in a quick stint in Double A earlier this year, so he, you know, he'll be in the majors before you know it. You'll be able to build around Hines and, and Sunny Oaks, and uh, I think Jim will build that thing back up. He had a good few years before uh, tearing it down here. Um, only a few more teams here. Now we're we're, at, we're into the bottom of the barrel here. Uh, Los Angeles, the Earthquakes. Man, 15 years no playoffs, um, but actually I, I kind of like the roster there. Um, Got Willem, Cull- Willem Cummins, who's probably the best. Uh, well, there, I, I don't know that there's any probably about it. He's the best shortstop uh, under 25 in the game that I know of, um, unless I'm just totally blanking on somebody. Um, got some other interesting young cheap hitters like Willie Trevino. Um, let's see. I guess that's probably it. Yeah, the offense leaves quite a bit to be desired um, after Cummins and, uh, you know, Jose Magallanes, future Hall of Famer, is uh, most likely future Hall of Famer, I guess I should say. He's at 50, almost at 52 war. Um, but he's a free agent this year, so you're going to have to replace uh, replace some offense in that spot um, out of the DH. And, you know, we'll just see. Um, Ariaga is, is good uh, in left field for them, but really only three or four good hitters. You're going to have to build around them. But... Uh, Pitching-wise, it's not terrible, and you've got uh, two uh, really good pitching prospects in the system that are in AAA right now, and Kensu Seiki and Dylan Murray, 
And then also Akira Mori is also in AAA. I wouldn't call him a really good starting pitching prospect, but he can certainly be in a rotation on a contender as either the uh, number four or number five guy um, with uh, with over 60 movement and over 70 control and, and should get over 75 stuff. So um, nothing elite with him, but he uh, he should be good. Um, so yeah, I, I think we're all, you know, all rooting for for Kira in LA to, to get over that hump at some point soon, and and they've got they've got some interesting pieces in the farm as well offensively with uh, Edward Semyonikov, uh, double <laughs> uh, A, twenty one year old, going to be a DH uh, most likely, uh, maybe a first baseman I guess, um, but probably just a DH. But he's 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 a good bat. Um, Lucas Ross, decent bat, second baseman. I mean, there, there's there's some guys in there, but uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, what what LA ends up doing. Maybe in free agency they could they could even help themselves there, uh, depending on what the class looks like. I haven't looked at it yet, but um, Italia uh, they win the number one pick again. They're in a tough spot right now. They they have the super prospect of the generation and Jerry uh, Ikrias. Um, and he ended up, he, he's tanked a little bit. He's still, he was so high, um, in the first place that he, I think is going to be able to be salvageable as a, as a mid rotation guy. Uh, maybe even a number two, uh, if your number one is really good, but currently a 61 potential, but his stuff just keeps falling. Um, it's currently at a 68 potential. Uh, it's actually a 76 overall, um, so I guess if the overall hangs up, hangs there, it'll be okay. Um, but this is a guy who once had 108 potential stuff, 82 potential movement, um, and then his control potential actually has hung at 58. But um, his actual control is is not advancing as quickly as the other as the other traits. Um, and then as a hitter, he's he's totally collapsed. If you remember, he was a two way guy. I mean, he's. Oh, gosh, 57 content, contacts, 60 power, 47 eye. I mean, he's a, maybe a pinch hitter at this point. I mean, I, I don't even know that I would have him uh, have him hit at this point, to be honest with you. So, um, you know, guy that's 25, he just turned 25 years old, um, and his control's not all the way there yet. It's tough, man. Um, you don't always... Don't always get prospects to develop in this league. Um, the, I think the hit rate is pretty good, but occasionally there's there's really bad misses, and this is this is one of the worst ones that I can remember. Um, I think Brooklyn had a guy, maybe Peter can remind me, um, when he first arrived that was a number one number one or number two overall pick. I think his name started with a U or something like that. I don't remember, but he tanked immediately. Um, so I'd put that I'd put Jerry up there with him as. as two of the biggest busts in league history um, with Jerry still having an opportunity to salvage it to a certain extent. We'll know a lot more in a year. Um, but Italia, yeah, you've got um, got a decent farm uh, after him as well. You've got still got Salvatore Ramirez, who, yeah, I traded to him. It's a mid-rotation guy. Um, not a ton of batters, but you got Phil DeBolt, who's going to be able to play center or right, you know, any of the outfield positions. I, I think he can survive in center. Um, be a decent hitter, but Natalia's probably still got another year, maybe two years of, of building up that farm before trying to really go for it again. Um, and the, uh, you know, certainly the number one overall pick in this, in this draft is definitely going to help. Um, and shout out to Italia 
for allowing uh, Red, uh, what's his name? Uh, Rodolfo Montalvo, Montalvo to get to 500 home runs uh, over the last couple of years. Montalvo uh, was not really good enough to play in a contender over the last couple of seasons. Um, and Italia saw that, saw an opportunity to put butts in the seats. And uh, over the last year and a half, Montalvo hit uh, 45 home runs for, for Italia and ends up with 541 career homers. Um, hopefully it was uh, entertaining for the, for the fans in, in Italy. Uh, and hopefully something that Ryan was able to watch uh, and kind of be entertained by as, as he goes through this rebuild. So I thought that was a fun thing. And I, I like it when GMs do that um, and you know can, can take opportunities to to give guys at the end of the run chances to hit milestones like that. Uh, I think it was a cool deal. So um, last team, Austin. Um, really, really good farm system, youth. Um, number two pick again this year. And they're a team that's interesting to me because four of their top five guys are in double A or higher. Um, Emilio Centillon is already in the majors and had a, good, had a pretty good rookie year. Demi Mosh, who is it's either him or Burt Powell for the best young center fielder in the league. Um, Mosh is 21. He's a lefty. Yeah, Mosh can't really play against lefties. But uh, awesome versus righties, and he's still got some development left to go with uh, his power and contact, and he is a 96-rated defensive center fielder. So he's going to be really, really good for a long time. Put up six war in AAA this year. Um and then some other starting pitchers, uh, Siak Kichu, um, Travis Purse um, as well, second base, the second baseman um, with super overdeveloped gap power. Looks like he's going to be really good. And I mean, I, I, could, I could read off prospects in Austin's farm for, uh, for the next few minutes here. I mean, you've got um, Zygmunt Zimmerman, looks like first baseman of the future, uh, potential two-hole. Um, Hoon Ha or Hoon Na, sorry, who I remember liking in the draft. Looks like, a, an, at absolute worst, a, a eight-hole defensive shortstop um, that I know that I think a lot of teams would really like to have. Um, got him in the second round last year or a couple years ago. Um, Neil Fitzsimmons has kind of tanked. Uh, former top pick out of Myrtle and then traded in that blockbuster deal that we all remember from a few years ago with Bernal and... Um, and Archie Weaver, a few of those other pieces. Um, Fitzsimmons has tanked a little bit, but um, yeah, I mean, his control is at 39. It's not going to get any better. I don't know. I don't know what I would do with Fitzsimmons. I guess you've got uh, Austin's got him as a reliever in AAA, which I think is is fine. Um, yeah, I think he might just be a reliever. He's an extreme ground ball guy with good stamina, good movement, and elite stuff as a reliever. So maybe that's your best spot for him. It's a third baseman. Um, you know, he's not probably not good enough defensively to warrant having him out there at third base. Um, he's going to end up probably be like a 310 on base guy, 20 home run. I mean, and he's playing below average defense at third base, so that's probably not worth it. He's, his future's probably as a... Uh, as a reliever, but um, I mean, there's there's tons of other guys in here that that if you just if you just start scrolling through Austin's system, I mean, um, there's a ton of interesting guys. Uh, Mikhail Pombaris. I'm just clicking randomly now. All these dudes that are in the blue and green, and even some in the high yellow. 
um, that are interesting. I mean, Burnt Lawson looks like a gold glove right fielder with decent outfield traits. I mean, there's a lot of teams that could use a guy like that, especially in a platoon situation because he's a lefty. So uh, really like Austin's future if uh, if Tim manages that correctly. Um, who knows? We'll, we'll, uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, let's see. I think that's it. I think I want to... Let's see how long have I, been, have I been talking for here? Ooh, 28 minutes already. Yikes! All right, let's. I'm gonna do Hall of Fame and then get out of here. Um, Hall of Fame ballot. Um, I'm gonna start with the guys that I voted for last year. Zip through them. Cruz Messia, uh, member of the 2008 club, started with four straight seasons. Straight four straight seasons of 220 plus hits. Uh, seventh on the all-time great includer board. I actually don't know. I wrote that down. Couple seasons ago, he may have slid down. I'm not sure, but he's he's certainly worthy of uh, being in the Hall of Fame, of, in my opinion. Um, Alex Martinez, uh, 45 WAR, eight straight seasons over 100 RBI, missed it by one vote last year. I think he gets in. Luis Diaz, probably the second greatest catcher ever, by behind uh, Miguel Pena, who is should hit 500 home runs next year um, and be the last one to do that for a long time. Um, I think he's coming back. He probably, I think everybody that would have retired has, has done so. So Pena should be able to come back and, and hit 500 home runs. Um, but Diaz, uh, four rings, three gold gloves, 46 career war. I think he's a no-brainer at the catcher position. Uh, Angel Garcia, one of the five best pitchers ever. Um, and then Ivan Torres is also one of the five best pitchers ever. Uh, I think both those guys should, you know, missed by one vote last year, should get in pretty easily this season, hopefully. Um, and then my last guy, I can see, uh, you know, this one people may or may not want to vote for, I, but I have, I still, I'm still voting for Raul Herrera, who was uh, Cloud City's closer and high leverage reliever through his dynasty in the 2030s. Uh, four rings, not many guys with more than four rings. I'm not sure that there are any actually. Um, and a career ERA plus of almost 170. So I think he gets in. He's the only reliever that I'm voting for this year. Uh, and I think he's the only reliever I voted for last year as well, even though I voted for a few uh, in 2040, the first year that we did this. Um, but yeah, so I'm keeping Herrera on uh, and hopefully he gets in eventually. I don't think it'll be this year just based on uh, the vote totals from a year ago, but I, I certainly think he's he's deserving. Um, I mentioned him earlier, so here are the, the newcomers. Um, Rudolfo Montalvo, um, all-time home run king at 541 home runs. Next closest is Miguel Pena at 490. And then after that, it's Tom Tucker at 420. Uh, I mean, we, we've played 15 seasons, and this guy is just far and away the, the best home run hitter um, that we've seen over the course of a career. I mean, there have been guys that have had higher, you know, single season totals, um, although not many. Um, but, I mean, there's, there's only, after 15 seasons, only six guys cleared 400. And a lot of, you know, a few of those guys are, are done. I guess Bonkey June in Louisville um, could end up getting, you know, he's sitting at 416 after, um, looks like 12, he's played 12 seasons and he's at 416, get 34 this past season. But, um, you know, he's overall not, not a great player, um, hit 230 this year. 
His on base percentage isn't too bad, but he's 35, so he's he you know he could fall off any day and, and never get to 500. Uh, Shuzo Yamaguchi, um, another guy with an outside shot, but he's 36, so you never know when that's gonna when that's gonna hit. Um, and then Wanchul Hoang, you know somebody's gonna keep giving him shots, but he's 37, so I mean some of these guys would have to play until they're 40 to get to fight to do. Uh, what Rodolfo Montalvo did. Um, and then, well, I guess the obvious one is sitting seventh at 395 is Herman Ackland, who, who is definitely going to get there at some point. Um, and is only, he, let's see, he is about to turn 31 years old. Um, and, yeah, so he, he's going to get to 500 probably in the next, probably by, let's see, the, first month of 2045, barring anything drastic. So Ackland will probably end up being the all-time home run king, um, but for now it's Montalvo and him getting to 540 home runs, despite not having a ton of other accolades. He didn't. He never won a ring, never won a playoff series MVP, only 20 war in his career, which I can understand. Um, if you want to knock him for that, uh, and you'd be right, but just counting stats-wise, um, Played 15 seasons, hit 541 home runs, one of the best power hitters ever. Um, averaged 40 home runs per 162 games with a 322 on base percentage. I mean, that's that's good enough for me. 120 OPS plus with uh, with the power that you bring there. Uh, I, I've got him on my ballot. Um, the last three, I'm kind of grouping together, and it's in, so it's interesting. I, we, before I started recording, I made this the TNBL Hall of Fame channel, and I love this. Freddie has already chimed in. Uh, unprompted, saying that Tony Torres is not a Hall of Famer. 12 years of good, not great performance, and I'm not a fan of giving brownie points just because he started at 26. Uh, I'm going to react to that in real time. I had him on. First, I'll tell you why I had him on, on why I have him on my ballot right now. Um, he's at 52 war, and he won a ring, and he won a Cy Young. Um, and all three of these guys that I've got looped together, Tony Torres, Tom Colbert and Jonathan Ochoa are all above 42-ish WAR. All won a ring and all won a Cy Young. Uh, Tony Torres has the most most WAR of any of those three. Um, so I def I feel the most comfortable about putting him in. I also you know don't really feel too strongly about you know I don't want to I'm not going to tack 10 extra WAR onto onto Tony Torres Tony Torres' career just because he started at 26. Although he did lead the league in the ERA in his rookie season, which if you were going to give him extra credit for three years of his career that he missed, uh, I think that's a pretty good argument for doing so. Um, but he, he, he just played, I, I don't know, I guess Freddie's saying 15 years or 12 years instead of 15 because in three of his years, his ERA plus was below 100, which is fine. However... I would say that his, um, I would flip that around and, and look at his, his fielding independent pitching, which he had an above average number in that metric um, in every year except for 2032. His FIP was, uh, his FIP minus was 101 with average being 100 and below 100 being better than average. So I I, I don't know. I. I think that uh, when I look at Tony Torres, I see I see 15 really solid seasons, which is 
pretty much as good as longevity as good as longevity gets in this league. I mean, he's he pitched until he's 40 years old, and um, you know, even this season he puts up 2.7 WAR to get himself over 50 for his career. 190 innings as a 38 year old. Um, I guess he didn't. Oh shoot, I was reading his his thing wrong. I'm an idiot. I was thinking that Tony Torres uh, was a first ballot guy right now, um, but he's not. He's been on the ballot. Oh wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He he is a first ballot guy. He just didn't. He just pitched in. Uh, where did he pitch in the minor leagues or something this year? Yeah. He, okay. So that's that's the confusion. He uh, he did not pitch at all in 2041, and then he he pitched in AAA this year in 2042. So he is a first ballot guy. Um, but up until his age 38 season, he was incredibly effective. He put together uh, 13 really, really solid seasons, um, which I think is for a pitcher in this league, man, there's not too many guys that, that pitch at an above average level for more than 13 years that, you know, compared to real life, like, you know, Whatever Roger Clemens does or Justin Verlander, like it's not, people in this league have not been, pitchers especially, have not been uh, as good at, um, you know, creating that longevity for themselves. So uh, I've got Tony Torres in, and like I mentioned, I've also got Tom Colbert in and Jonathan Ochoa in. Um, The Cy Young in the ring help a lot. I don't know that I would put a guy in with 45 war, 42 war, uh, if they did not have those accolades, um, and you know, everybody's not going to agree with me on that, but I, I, I think that uh, I think I like rewarding guys that that accomplish things like that um, whenever they're on the borderline in terms of their production. Now, if they had 30 WAR, you know, I'm sure there's somebody on this ballot. Um, let's see, um, like, uh, this is perfect, uh, Chong, who pitched in Clot City forever and a few other places, I think, won three rings, but he only had 26 and a half war, only 130 wins, and he only pitched nine seasons. Um, and only seven of those were above average. So, you know, of course, that's not a Hall of Fame guy for me. But when you add in, you know, 45 war, 52 war, 43 war, whatever it is, and the Cy Young, and a ring or multiple rings, um, then, then I think, then I think it starts to add up and that's good enough for me. Um, I don't think I'm leaving anybody out really. Um, Jose Gonzalez was a really good player for, uh, the Colorado friend. No, I'm sorry for St. Louis, not for Colorado. Um, I'm thinking of Jose Gutierrez. Um, Gonzalez was a good player for a long time, but 37 war, not really in it. Um, there's some relievers like Arturo Gamino that I've voted for in the past, uh, Zhu, Burt Lacone that I think, uh, you know, eventually might get in, but are, are kind of falling behind. Um, uh, Carlos Lacayo, also an example of a pitcher with um, probably not quite enough war to be dipped over by having a ring into the Hall of Fame. I mean, 37.9 war, um, and he pitched. 11 seasons. Um, I don't know. It's, it's not super moving to me, although he did have a really good career, but you know, 38 war uh, is probably a bit below the threshold for, for what I would consider. Um, 
but you may be different and that's it's totally fine. I hope, you know, some people are going to disagree here. Um, oh, here's one guy that I'm just realizing I left off. Um, Josh Many. He's one of the best second basemen of all time. 48.7 war. Um, he's a first ball guy. Won a ring. Uh, won two playoff series MVP awards. Hit 300 for his career. Man, I might have to make room for him. He's really good. I'm glad I saw him. Uh, Javi Montez, another reliever that I would consider voting for. Um, Emilio Rios, no, not enough war. Um, Alex Rivera, another guy um, that I may end up having to, to make some room for. 54 war, arguably even. I didn't realize that him and many retired. Those are probably the two best second basemen of all time. I think when we did the all-decade team, that's what we ended up deciding. Um, other than, I guess, if you want to call Han Chupak a second baseman. I don't remember exactly what we did with that. But um, those are two guys that... Are really, really interesting. Um, I'm going to end up, man, I'm actually going to replace, I can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm going to replace Jonathan Ochoa and Tom Colbert with those two second basemen, with Josh Manny and Alex Rivera. I just think their war is too high. Their contributions were, were really, really good. Um, Rivera won a playoff series MVP, won a gold glove, 50, over 1,000 RBI, um, 350 stolen bases, 1,800 hits, almost 400 home runs. I mean, just a really solid career at a position that historically has not been awesome. Um, and then many, I talked about 300 batting average, almost 1,000 RBI, almost 50 war. Um, 2,200 hits, more than, I believe that's more than Cruz Messia, um, if I'm not mistaken. I might be, though. Yep, more than more hits than Cruz Messia. So, yeah, I've got, so here, here's my actual list. Um, oh, shoot, who did I? I'm going to have to look here. Okay, here's my actual list. Cruz Messia, Alex Martinez, Luis Diaz, Angel Garcia, Yvonne Torres, Raul Herrera, Tony Torres, Rodolfo Montalvo, Josh Manny, and Alex Rivera. Um, that's going to be, I feel good about that now. Uh, I'm leaving off Baden Wiley again, although in the future, maybe with a less credit ballot, I think he gets in. Uh, Gustavo, Gustavo Vasquez, uh, interesting catcher, but I don't, I don't think he was ever thought of as a Hall of Famer. Um, Tom Tucker, third all-time in home runs. I don't think he quite gets there on his first ballot. Um, not for me. but So an actually really interesting ballot this year. Probably going to be crowded for the next several years. Hopefully we get... I mean, gosh, guys, can we at least get Angel Garcia and uh, and uh, and Yvonne Torres in here? I mean, two of the five best pitchers ever. Um, probably two of the ten best we'll ever have, no matter how we run... No matter how long we run this league, I mean... Those two guys are have pretty unassailable resumes, in my opinion, for uh, for what they did. So, I think that's going to do it. I can't believe I. If you just sat here and listened to me talk for forty three minutes, I, I appreciate it. I didn't, did not mean to go this long, but it, uh, it is easy to start rambling once you start. So, uh, appreciate it. Appreciate you guys. Uh, be sure to go join that Hall of Fame channel and the Milestones channel that uh, that I posted about if you have not already. And uh, I'm sure we'll talk in Slack this week. Uh, but yeah, for, feel free to share your thoughts in there and uh, definitely vote. Appreciate it.